The following podcast may contain spoilers, strong language, graphic violence, and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. This is one clever pussy. Four guys and a movie. Four guys and a movie. Don't I pray and rub at your reviewing movies for the show. Four guys and a movie. I knew that was going to be the one you were going to pick. Yeah, it, I was, was like, it was either that one or it's like, you're pretty sexy. It's like, else. Brian is one of the only people I know that finds cat pussy jokes funny. It, it, it was that or, or or the kid when the kid goes totally, totally wicked. But like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be the sexy mouse thing because Brian doesn't play with furries. <laughs> I mean. Oh, well, I maybe I spoke <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back. If you're not new. Jeez. Welcome to the 4 a.m. podcast. Wow. The movie review podcast for nerds. <laughs> and we've just gone straight ahead and crapped our pants on this one. I'm your host, Rob, joined by um, these guys. Brian. Will. Tony. And Joe. And Will, did you just take a chug of almond milk out of the <laughs> square carton? <laughs> you got a problem with it, Anthony? I do. <laughs> it's vanilla, okay? That only makes it marginally better. <laughs> all right, I'll, uh, all right, Mister uh, Communist Hat Man. <laughs> Communist Hat Man. That's homeless Hat Man to you. <laughs> wow, guys, it's uh, it's that time. We've finally done it. We've crested the hill and found ourselves on the other side. Yeah, battle but living. The last chapter of the Will Gauntlet. Yeah. Bloody Gauntlet. but unbowed. Gauntlet number one, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We watched Stay Tuned from 19-something, 92? Uh, f- from uh, 92, yes. Okay. So, Will, mm-hmm. have you ever seen this movie before? I had not heard of or born seen year, right? this movie. No, uh, 90. <laughs> Turning the big three zero this year, Brian. Oh, okay. Right. I'll do math that well. And you're revoked from my party. <laughs> oh. Okay. oh, no. Oh, no. Brian, you going to be okay? I, I don't know. Our state is spiking again, so I don't know. Mm. That's true. <laughs> I might self-revoke from your party. <laughs> hey, I already paid for the theater. If it's just me, that'll be fine. Joe, you ever seen this movie before? Yeah. Probably back in, like, 1992, 1993. It's been a while, but I did see it. Tony, ever seen this movie before? Yeah. Have you? Uh... I don't think so. I do See, not. alright. <laughs> now I officially have to call it for our folks listening to the podcast. When Rob mm. says half the times he has not seen a movie I have seen, if it came out in the 90s or before, he has seen it, he just has blocked it from his memory or something. That's entirely possible. Yeah, I am I... envious of Rob's ability to just forget a bad movie. Yeah. Not saying that this is a bad movie, but just to like block a movie out. I yeah, but this is one uh, I very well remember we rented from, like, I think a Blockbuster and uh, watched, I believe, as a family. Hmm. Well, that'd be why I blocked it out then. Yeah. <laughs> Brian? Um, I thought I had seen this, but I don't remember anything from this movie, so I'm going to either have say I blocked it out or I never saw it. Okay. Tony, what, what kind of history do you have about this movie for us to hear? Okay, so, yeah, obviously, stay tuned from 1992, I think you said that. 
Uh, I did. It was uh, directed by Peter Himes, who, uh, of course, we all know from such other greats as Catch Up. End of, uh, no, The Musketeers, End of Days, uh, Time Cop, and The Sound Ooh. of Thunder. Yes. Wow. And The Relic. I should throw that wow. in. Wow. Yeah. A lot of I random ass shit. So he's an all star, an all star right there. Yes. <laughs> he's also an all store. He is an all star. He sells dry goods. Yeah. Um, oh, it's Mindy. That's why she looks familiar. Okay. Yes. Hmm? What? Uh, From Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy, yeah. yeah. Is the wife. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, the story for this movie is supposedly based on a story told on Unsolved Mysteries at one time. <laughs> Someone decided to expand that. What the fuck? <laughs> well, Robert Stack, you lying ass. Was it specifically no. that Jeffrey Jones showed up at the house? <laughs> yes. Night? And yes. the child disappeared, yes. <laughs> no, Through the, the TV. <laughs> yeah, with Unsolved Mysteries, it could be as simple as a uh, salesman came to the door one day, and then the father disappeared, never to be seen again. This sounds and... more like a, yeah. uh, uh, believe it or not, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> yes, yes it does. Have you ever baked cookies with your grandma? Uh, You ever rode a bike down a hill? (laughs) Apparently uh, the story got passed around for a while Uh, They were at one time in talks with Tim Burton to direct this movie But he said I'm a little busy with a little thing called Batman Returns So good on him Uh, Peter Himes, however, was so in love with the script Apparently he begged the people at Morgan Creased to uh, let him direct this Originally, they had, the producers for this movie, at least, wanted Dan Aykroyd to play the lead role. Uh, that didn't work. Yeah, out. I don't th- see that working well. For the first half of the movie, I could. Mm. But, yeah, as you go on, no. Um, and then later on, there was talks of having the lead uh, two people be played by Richard Dreyfus and Tracy Ullman. That would have been uh, weird. Mm, but uh, Yeah, indeed. Uh, apparently that would have just been a little too pricey, so they just said, fuck that. Yeah, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, uh, yeah. We'll get Mindy. Um, and, of course, uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were offered to play their, uh, roles as Dwayne in this, Dwayne and Garf in this movie, but they were busy making the Wayne's World movie itself, so they passed on the project. All right. Well, like, that would have taken them 30 minutes. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, Brian. It's called "We're Being Nice." We read the script. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Mike Myers is working on something a little. He liked to call the love guru. He didn't have time for for uh, this cheese ball thing. I was in for much, much later. But anyway, <laughs> he was writing the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Trust me, it did not take him that long to write the script for that movie. <laughs> uh, so, anyone want to guess at what budget this movie had? 92, I'm going to say $12 million. I'm going to go big or go home. I'm going to say $40 million. Oh, shit. I'm going to say 15 $20 million and the solar panels. Uh, assuming the solar panels adds another $5 million, Joe is correct. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, uh, we all know that solar panels only come in increments of $1 million. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> well, still Joe is closest. <laughs> So yeah, it was twenty-five million dollars. Want to guess what it made? Um, thirty-five million dollars. Sixty-five million dollars. I'm gonna say it bombed and say like seven million. 
I'm going to leave my chips where they were on the table and just keep with 20. Maybe it broke even. No, that was a good call, Will. It was $11 million. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Not, uh, not very popular in the... No, see, no stay tuned again? <laughs> no. Mm. Definitely not. All right, so uh, who's in this bitch? You got this guy, John Ritter. He's playing Roy Nabel. You got Pam Dauber as Helen Nabel. You got Jeffrey Jones as Spike. You got David Torn. Or, I'm sorry, David Tom as Daryl Nabel slash the narrator. And Heather McComb as Diane Nabel. Let's not forget a little teeny tiny baby Eugene Levy showing up in this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He's looked old his entire life. <laughs> he did, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, um, I debated even back whether or not to put him on the cast list just because I couldn't remember how big of a role he had. Way more lines than any of the kids in this movie. Well, yeah. yeah, well, again, I mean... As for the best. So, uh, <clears throat> I noticed this film opens up with the uh, Robin Hood Prince of theme, Thieves theme, which is mm. something they were doing in the 90s, which is a little uh, bizarre. Yo, know, one thing I was wondering, and I hope I'm not correct, but are there any good movies that begin with animated credits? Of, like, the styling like this that you see in the early 90s? Um, uh, Roger uh, Rabbit? Did Roger Rabbit have animated credits? I don't know, I'm assuming. so. Did it? Well, that's... Will, could you kindly stop masturbating your microphone? (laughs) I think he's actually just rolling it around the floor right now. (laughs) I I think, yeah, once a week, Will just has to do something (laughs) to create the most noise. noise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Roger Rabbit, I don't... I think the credits just were over the opening cartoon that they did, mm-hmm. so that's debatable mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Wait, so what about the first Superman movie? Are we are we counting that? Well, though, that's just an effect where they fly in. I'm talking like your credits are a cartoon, but your movie's not. Where did we fall on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I don't remember oh. the credits for that. No, those, those were those animated. Were it was like a little cartoon, yeah. That's probably as best as it gets. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. The yeah. ones for uh, Schindler's List were pretty good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was hot. Yeah. So that was a little wacky. I do know that these credits went on a long ass time. They did. Oddly, it took forever. <laughs> first like, of on. all, just so you know, oddly enough, the, the opening credits for Schindler's List is where they eventually spun off and we got Five of Goes West. Mm. Or Five of the American Tale. It five yeah, five the of what West to escape the Nazis? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, he did. Joe, there are no cats in America. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, uh, no lie, I had to, like, rewind this movie several times because I was falling asleep because those credits took so damn long. Well, and that nothing t- happens. That TV's got to eat them. But uh, before the credits, though, we see, I uh, I believe they're watching Doogie Howser. Yes. Um, that is but you see this miserable man, this just broken husk of a man, like his wife's just grumping at him about getting popcorn and butter and... Oh, answering yeah. the door and murray just looks like i hope this person just kills me when i open the door <laughs> yeah anything better than the, anything's better than this yo murray's and, piece of shit mm-hmm. well he turns out to although, be yeah although i gotta say uh fat chat points because that was a big ass bowl of popcorn mm-hmm. yeah and it seemed like that his wife was going to eat about 80 percent of that oh yeah well that, yeah that was, was gonna hers. Get the, he was going to yeah. get the unpopped kernels at the bottom <laughs> yeah he was going to get those spit at him. Yes. Um, so 
I get to lick the butter off. You know what's fucked up? Mm? They sell that shit. They sell the bottom parts of the bag of popcorn by itself. Yeah. For what? People eat that shit. That's awful. Deranged people. (laughs) I have legit broken teeth on those stupid kernels. Like, awful. Um, I would only consider eating them maybe if I smashed them with a hammer first. Otherwise, my teeth are just going to get destroyed. But anyway, so uh, this guy, like a demon man, shows up, makes an offer to Murray, and he disappears. His wife goes outside, sees the popcorn tipped over, and screams as something happens to her, and we get the credits. Um, so now we get some narration by Daryl Nabel, yeah. and uh, we see that his dad, um, just his dad Roy, just watches TV. By his calculation, like I believe it would have been twenty-two and a half hours, because he said the average person watches seven and a half hours of TV, and then he's like, "Well, my dad watches for three people." That's a crap ton of. That's a crap that's ton a lot. of television. Yeah, well, I, 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 thought, I thought he said it was like seven and a half hours, like a week of TV. Maybe that makes a little more sense, but either way, um, yeah, that would definitely. So, Dad, you know, likes to escape reality in his TV, and um, could have been a then... cool man cave, but he had it set up weird. Mm-hmm. And he gets like a, he's got a sword. He's doing some fencing. He kills a lamp. Um, and we cut to uh, the youngest member of the family, Daryl, who's also the narrator, is uh, <clears throat> blackmailing his sister. He hijacks all the TVs in the house to blackmail his sister, and then his his electronic setup just explodes, and the house burns I, I, down, and the movie's over. I uh, I found it funny, like because they don't know how shit actually works, or like mm-hmm. they don't want to put effort into making making seeing how they know how things work. They just put wires everywhere and say, "Oh, this kid figured out how to make his TV be a hijack the fucking everything." Like pizza.net. Yeah. This kid yeah, figured like, out how to funny. hack hell. Like, yeah, it's all oh, it's radio shack. <laughs> like, like. Yeah, there you go. I just plug a wire from the 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 hell antenna to my TV. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. created a portal. Obviously, duh, duh. You see, yeah, all he needs is a series of tubes, and then mm-hmm. uh, and he's done. Produce antimatter. No, I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Can anyone explain to me this obsession we had, particularly in the 80s, but apparently kind of still going into the 90s, where younger brothers want to sexualize their older sisters in like a I, weird way? I didn't get that. It, it seemed more like he was he was like like the, 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 usually like the little, the little kids find what the older kids do as, as gross and funny. So mm-hmm. like well, he didn't yeah. realize what was actually happening because he, he didn't have those feelings yet. Like he doesn't like wanted to make out anyone yet, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, it's not as bad as this. It's like you say, oh, my sister, you know, I'm going to fuck my sister, or that, that yeah, kind of no. shit, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not as bad as this to her. It's not as bad here. I, I'm just asking because I've also, uh, this past month I've been watching a lot of, like, 80s horror Born. movies and stuff. No, no, 80s horror movies, but, like, there's been a lot of, like, you know, the girl's getting dressed, and then her brother, like, pops out of the closet, and, like, you know, uh, I'm going to tell everybody you got big boobs, and, like, like, what the fuck is like what do you think is a sibling relationship yeah. like, um i think i believe it, in this case particularly he did say that he unlike his dad he likes to make money through television so his intent was to blackmail his sister which is yeah. shitty as hell yeah um and is very likely to get you a jeffrey jones at your house <laughs> yep. yes <laughs> That's Jeffrey Jones sure. be like, I will pay money for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My notes also said, no wonder Jeffrey Jones showed up. 
Yeah, he was surfing the channels, and somehow that got a little got a little in, interference on his. I I couldn't <laughs> wait for delivery. I came with money in hand. Yeah. Now, child, if you could also get me a video of um, a lady and a uh, man duck, that would be great. <laughs> anyway, um, so. He's talking about his dad now, and he's like, his dad has a suck job, and um, you know, he said he uh, he used to be a doer, now he's a watcher. He reminded me a lot of uh, the Jeffrey Jones character from the beginning of our William Chronicles, uh, Mom and Dad Save the World, just like a broken, a broken, yep. sad sack of a man. Basically, it. And then, you know, his wife wants to go away for the weekend. He wants to watch Double Overtime with the Sonics or whatever. So his wife uh, murders the TV with a trophy. Office dinner party fashion. (laughs) And then um, he deploys his second auxiliary TV when a uh, Jeffrey Jones shows up and uh, just immediately pulls out a blinky remote and it just hypnotizes Mr. Nabel like he's powerless before it. Oh, this hypnotizes people? It's supposed to erase hard drives. (laughs) So this... um, Oops. (laughs) <laughs> He's selling this setup for uh, 666 channels. He had this giant ash dish and, um, uh-huh. you know, he wants him to sign a contract, um, which, you know, of course he refuses. So he hits him with the free trial. Roy can't say no. And um, yeah, he uh, Spike then drives away laughing and drives straight to hell. Hello, sir. Are the, the kids way. home? I can't come in if they are. Nah. <laughs> they only come in if they invite me. <laughs> so Helen sees the TV, the, this giant TV they have now, and it's a giant, like, you know, tube TV. So this thing <laughs> probably weighs like 300 pizza. pounds. This is like the TV your friends had in the basement growing up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he said 44 inch TV, but not the screen. Just the just the TV (laughs) in total is 44 inches deep. The TV's basically a wall. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like miss. Not, I don't really miss it, but I. I like the um, the aesthetic of like your TV was like like a center. Like you had like had like room like the big ones had room for like for like drinking glasses and um, you know alcohol Mm -hmm. decanters and shit like. Mm You know, it, it was a whole like focal point for real, for real. You can still get one, like get that going, but you don't have to have the 480p yeah. resolution or whatever. Well, it was, <laughs> and back in the day, you would flex with one of those, and you'd be like, "Look, my DVD player, my VCR, my stereo." And you'd have like a whole bunch of different shit in there that now is all like just one tiny box. Cabinet underneath run. my VHS collection. Well, yeah, yep. No, yeah. The uh, truth is, nowadays it's all about. Your screen should be, you know, I don't want to say small, but like thin and like you can hide it as easily as you can. Whereas mm-hmm. back then it was like, this is part of the furniture. It's going to be the focal point yeah. of the room. We, right. we, we built the house around this TV. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. For real. <laughs> I was home for uh, a couple of weeks in North Carolina and I visited my grandparents and my uncle is like a carpenter. So back at some point in like the two, early 2000s, he had made them like this really nice entertainment set or center to fit like a TV like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously over time, TVs changed and um, my grandparents upgraded to like a nice flat screen. So now they <laughs> had to get my uncle to design this like giant crane thing. So now the flat screen TV is just in front of this old ass wood <laughs> entertainment center. Okay. Now is that in the main house or the outhouse? Uh, that's wow. in the, uh, wow. the, the carriage house. <laughs> okay. All right. So, 
we, we get a sample of some of the new programming that Roy has access to, including Three Men and Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Yo, I'm uh, not going to lie. Yeah? Like, I'd watch some of them shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well the, uh, I mean, sadistic... That's yeah. like YouTube right now. You, that exists <laughs> today. Statistic <laughs> yeah. uh, hidden videos, like way worse than what we just saw. Um, so, and then Never mind. the reception immediately breaks down on this thing. So Roy's got to go outside and adjust it. And uh, Helen's like, I'll adjust your dish and fucking comes out with a shovel. Say goodbye and, to these. Yeah. Just starts like smashing it with a shovel. Why and then she's like, fuck me. Yeah, I'm leaving Roy. He's like, all right. And then uh, fucking the, the dish just fires a laser at the two of them and pulls them in. And we wide, we ride through a bunch of wires and into uh, Spike's mouth. And we end up, they're now in the middle of a game show called You Can't Win. And they are set to win the Napper Crapper 9000. Let's talk that. about this Napper yes. Crapper. Yeah, indeed. Wow. I, I mean, it. yeah, I, I want it. Like, I don't Will, understand it, why Will. this isn't a thing. What? Describe it, Will. What? The Napper It's a really nice recliner that has a TV arm connected to it and a mini fridge. And uh, you kind of have to sit up to lift the lid, but then you can take a shit and take a shit. I, in I think it's implied that you just drop your drop trowel right when you get in there and just sit on the seat. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. If company comes over, you just put a blanket mm-hmm. over yourself. Yeah. yeah. See, the seat's really only Wear a Snuggie for that. The, yeah, yeah, keep the cats from falling in. <laughs> That's what snuggies yeah. were made for. <laughs> That's right. Now, the only thing with the logistics of it that I was confused on was the fridge appeared to be going into the space that you would yeah. poop into. Yes, yes. <laughs> and? <laughs> or was it so just wrong. the door for beer, maybe? Yeah. yeah. There you go. You only well, rent just, beer, just, but with this you can recycle it. Keep in mind, though, because it's a non-standard toilet, right? You, yep. only, you only need to have the portion, the the, 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 the tube worth that sucks your shit out, not like the whole yeah, bowl true. part. True, you know I mean? true. Yeah. It could now, be like some space toilet, too. Does this actually get action. hooked up to plumbing, or is there just a pool of shit and piss underneath this chair? A mini oh, yeah, you're, tank. you're soiling your floor. <laughs> it's like a porta potty yeah, I guess that's up to you. That's where they I get mean, you. I mean, it's cheap to buy the actual toilet, but where they get you is the service fee to come out and clean it out. Yeah. You have to and sign up for, like, a subscription. And you got to clean that thing out, like, all the time. It's it's oh, holding yeah. capacity. Is, is I mean, if you're the kind of person that needs the napper crapper, you're going to have to get that thing serviced at least twice a week. Yeah. 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 The more you use that thing, the more, you know, the, yeah. the more you stay in the chair, the more you need them to come out on a regular Just, basis. It should be sponsored by Taco Bell. And I mean, oh, somebody's no. going to have to come in. Like, you pretty much need to get, like, a hinged house. Yeah. Like, a, a dollhouse-style home so they could just hinge the wall open. A forklift can come in and pick you up off the chair. And then they can change it out. Or yeah, and I, I mean... There's, like, exercises you can get to, like, wider ones. <laughs> like a Kevin, no, Smith, just... a Kevin Smith edition. <laughs> <laughs> No, but by the way, that's why you just, before putting the chair, you you know, in the spot, you just make a hole in your floor and have someone come out and muck out the basement every once in a while. <laughs> Get just like that. an old school garter robe system, it just yeah. drops into a pit. Yeah. Get me that Job of the Hut edition. Mm. <laughs> All right, so either way, this product's oh clearly a winner. 
Is that what he was floating on? That was the newest <laughs> version of the Napacraft? It's just, yeah. it's just a, like a Chase Lounge with a, a trough flat, in the front for the food <laughs> and a trough in the back for the... Well, yeah, he did have that little bowl with the frogs for him to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. All right, so... And the Rancor Pit is where the shit goes. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. Sorry, mm-hmm. go. So, uh, yeah, we now, we cut to um, the HelloVision headquarters, where uh, we see Eugene's character, Crowley, is talking to a new guy, which I don't know if we ever get his name. He's just the intern. Yeah. Is this um, his first time on on the podcast? Eugene, Eugene Levy? Levy? No. I don't think so. The new guy. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Is it? Okay. Who, who is he? I don't, I don't I recognize even catch, this guy. I didn't even catch the actor's name because I didn't catch the character's name. I think his name was yep. Pierce. Yeah, uh, and the only thing I recognized from him is uh, he was in Dexter. I watched the first okay. season of Dexter. He was like the, a, a police officer who like knew Dexter was like up to some shit. Mm. Yeah. All right. So um, we now cut to them watching this other family that got sucked in at the beginning of the movie, the Sidon Bombs. And they're in Japan on a, you know, on a little honeymoon. And, uh, you know, Godzilla shows up. Uh, they don't call him Godzilla, but it's Godzilla and just steps on uh, Mrs. Sidon Bomb. Now, 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 Joe. Yeah, you can't gloss over the fact that when they he saw Godzilla coming first. Oh yeah, and yep. he just fucking ran. Hell yeah, he just fucking just left her. And she's yep. like, "Where are you going?" Then got stepped on. Left her right on the rickshaw. Going to get that popcorn, bitch. Also killed the dude um with the rickshaw because that guy was just standing in front of it. When I so, go get your extra butter, I'll be right back. Yeah, Murray Seidenbaum's like, "I've had enough." He's like. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. I, I think, I, well, first of all, I think the guy who was uh, in front of the rickshaw actually took off as well. Okay. Uh, but just, uh, just to add to this, uh, the, the gentleman playing Pierce, Eric King, uh, Rob probably recognized him because he was in National Treasure. <laughs> and, uh, or we all could have, well, most of us might have recognized him, but definitely did not from his role in Kindred the Embraced. Oh, oh shit. Oh, wow. I don't know what that is. I That's know. good. <laughs> yeah. You don't want Keep to. Keep it that way. I knew I'd seen him somewhere before. I guess it's hmm. from National Treasure, but he could all just, right. he could just look like somebody else that I was thinking of too. Rob's secret favorite movie. Yeah. It's not a secret. No. So, all right. So we find out the purpose of Hellavision is to supply Satan with light amusement. That's it. Because he's bored, I guess. But, you know, because there's a treaty with the quote unquote other side, they they could only be fucking with someone for 24 hours. Um, I'm pretty sure Satan got to fuck with Job for like way longer than that. Well, it, it it was it was more of like they couldn't just be taken, folks. They had to like give them a chance to like not be taken. Yeah, it was only twenty four hours worth of time. Which, well, I guess it is technically a trial. So if they had signed the contract, they probably could just have them until they uh, die. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They don't explain that very well, but no. Um. All right. So we see the Nables are back on the uh, on the you can't win game show, and they have to answer a question. They're put above this uh, pit that's causing John Ritter to just have a conniption fit. And the question is, you know, which one of you two is uh, seeing a former lover? And it turns out they both are because they don't love each other anymore. That was kind of cute. And yeah, that's kind of sad. Well, yeah, I mean, cute isn't like 
clever way of being like, you know, right. hey, we got the answer right. Oh, yeah, that's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. So um, they get the spinner to see what they want. And I like that it's just door number one, door number one, or door number one. And this lady spins it, and they're all like, what's it going to be? And, of course, they're pushed through door number one, which is a conduit, we find out later, can move you to another channel. And they could be any channel. You never, you don't know where you're going to go. And then they so, get to drink from the fire hose. Yep. <laughs> so and now they're they're in professional wrestling. We got Lou Albano there as the announcer. And Swing your arms from side so, to side. <laughs> do the Mario. Um, which, which by the way, <laughs> yep, is very fitting because uh, there's another gentleman that's in the. Uh, station office with all the devils whatever who Mm -hmm. looks like he would be a perfect luigi for him (laughs) i have no idea who that guy was but the bald-headed guy with the mustache yeah Yeah. it's funny the amount of shit you're willing to put up with when you're a kid because like i remember being so excited about the super mario brothers super show and you look back on it now and there's like there's characters they forgot to animate their face there's like there's like things that are animated with no background (laughs) It I just I don't think I've ever seen the Super Mario Brothers show. Um well if you watched okay. it on Friday, you got to see um what you would call it Link, you know, and the, the Legend of Zelda. And, Excuse <laughs> me, princess. Yeah, I've seen the like I've seen the uh, clips and stuff. Also again, folks, Rob has just blocked all of this. No, out. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm pretty sure I've never seen that. That one you might have been able to dodge. I don't know, but Yeah. So I know it played in the house. I don't think it was on TV for very long. Um, so, whatchamacallit, uh, while this wrestling's going on, Crowley decides to talk some shit, you know, while the, the new guy's getting introduced to Spike. And Spike decides, I had enough of you, Crowley, making jokes about that one time I lost. So he sends Crowley into the TV to do some uh, field work. And uh, that'll come back into play later. But now we're doing some wrestling. All right, all right, uh, all right. All right. What's up? Yeah. So like, I don't know shit about shit, but like, anytime there's something going on with hell, the name yep. Crowley comes up. Yes. It like is Crowley some sort of demon? It's like what the fuck is, is Crowley? Alistair Crowley. Alistair yeah. Crowley. Yeah. What the fuck is this? He was a pretty fucked up dude around like the turn of the 20th century. Um, was in you know was into a lot of devil worshiping and stuff. Ozzy wrote a song about him. I don't know a whole lot about him, but uh. You know, he was I'll a pretty up, scary I'll dude. i look up the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> anything mentioned in Crowley is more, I mean, I guess contemporary and not, like, old. Because, I mean, the 19-something or other to be, like, uh, uh, Crowley, that might be referencing, like, something older that he drew from. But as far as I've always known, that, you know, that was the most common use of the name. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot like where uh, a lot of horror movies, you'll have, uh, like, you know, uh, they're going to Craven Hospital or something in honor of Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just a loose connection to a thing. So next uh, next year what? you'll get a lot of Bella and uh, Edwards and. Uh... Well, no, that's just because a lot of people now named their kids that. Mm-hmm. He was a famous British occultist. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I got out of Wikipedia without getting into the weeds too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So we got some wrestling going on, right? Standard fare. It's actually, for wrestling in a movie, it's not that bad other than it's shot at awful angles. But, like, you know, at the end, basically, Helen freaks out once her hair gets pulled. And um, she grabs a microphone stand 
and just murders the two yeah, people. Yeah, straight, the straight up murders them. Just straight up murders. Yeah, them. <laughs> I remember They're demons. So whatever. Yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid thinking, I'm like, yeah, this is the microphone stand. She shouldn't just knock them out in one shot. But that the like I own a stand like that. One okay, shot would fun. just you. You don't have a skull anymore. Like <laughs> no. you're done. Like that. That base is. There's a lot of weight there. Um. So yeah. So murders them. The ring turns into a conduit, and they go on. To as Daryl, the thing that bothered the... me here, mm-hmm. the thing that bothered me here, there, for whatever reason, their opponents seem to only be able to roar in real lion roars or something. Yep. But they have the fakest looking horns and like headdresses on. Like, wh- well, what are we doing? They, it's professional wrestling. Like, you can't have their gear look real. Uh, okay. I mean, it just that's just <laughs> never happened. Like, no one would believe that. I mean, I guess that makes sense because they also. Uh, John Ritter also talks about how fake wrestling is, mm-hmm. only to have them like start beating on him to show it's real. Yeah, and then he quickly does that maneuver where you throw someone into the ropes and they bounce back, which is so mm-hmm. fake. Like, yep, like that does not. No, this is 1992. You have to participate. Yeah, kayfabe was not broken yet. Like you had to acknowledge wrestling is real. Yeah. So um... it's always been real to me. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so Daryl now finds the TV dish. And he's checking it out when it uh, sucks his bike into the uh, the TV. And um, we uh, we cut to, like, we go in. He watches the TV. You see uh, autopsies of the rich and famous. Again, one I think would actually be kind of interesting. I think it's on E right now. Yeah. And then I like the parody of the old Maxwell commercial, you know, where the, um, the guy's uh, – listening to the you know it's got the scarf blowing he's listening to music to fl- ride into valkyries mm. and in this case uh it's max hell and it just blows the guy's head off so what was that original commercial for because i've only ever seen it parodied no it's for like, maxwell called brand of tapes. tapes yeah <laughs> maxwell was the brand of the tape yes, yes. Mm-hmm. okay used to be like the industry leader in cassette gotcha. tapes um they also do a good spoof of this on jackass where um ryan <laughs> dunn is sitting there like you know it's set up just like this commercial, except like what you can't see off camera is there's a jet fighter's engine just blowing in his face. And then it, it ultimately just launches him off the other end of the set. But anyway, um, so then we cut to Northern overexposure uh, and it's the Nables trying not to freeze to death when they meet uh, Mr. Crowley and uh, a bunch of wolves show up and they chases them into a shack. And, uh, oh, this is the point where the kid goes out to mess with the dish and the dish shoots his, his hat and his bike into the TV. Yeah, whatever. And so now here's where things get weird. So in this world, demons, I guess, are sort of like undead because he's, Crawley's lamenting, like, because he's in the cold and he's a corpse. So, like, this isn't a good spot for him to be. So I guess, like, a demon is like a zombie because his fingers are falling off from frostbite really quick. And... It's not very clear. I don't think he is a demon. I think he's just undead. Mm-hmm. I think they work for demons, maybe. Fair enough. Yeah. But again, it's if, it's all very unclear. If it's if it's based off a real person, then mm-hmm. oh right, like like uh, I don't know. if he is supposed to be the actual Alistair Crowley, then yeah, I guess that would make sense. He would be an undead did, zombie type. Yeah, did right. not look like Eugene Levy at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway, um, so then we cut to a commercial for Thirty Something to Life, where you know there's some thirty somethings talking about decorating and whatnot, and you know they're in jail. No, and wait. Then, I, I gotta ask a question here. 
Will, yes. all these little different uh, shows and whatever, did you find these funny at all or anything? For the, I mean, I knew all of the references because I'm kind of like into pop culture, you know? Oh, you did? And I w- okay. And I wouldn't say funny, but like some of them landed like and some of them I thought were pretty good. Others, you know, I just kind of because, you know, Family Guy and shit like that's been doing this forever, you know, taking, yeah. you know. TV shows but, and stuff like that, but yeah, I, I directed it at you, thinking you would not know the references. So, because I, I would, I'm curious to know if it would have any impact on someone today. Because, like, Northern Exposure and Thirty Something, like, I don't think too many people know that anymore. Right. I mean, the only reason I knew about Northern Exposure is like one of my friends' dads was really into it and made us watch it, like when we were at his house and stuff like, like that. But I watched that show and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't, like it. It was it was bland as fuck, like nothing. And that's but for why. Some reason, so I watched it. It's the same reason. It's the same reason people watch like Wings. It's like it's just. A, I watch Wings too. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And I watch like Monk and stuff like that. It's it's just a show that has no impact whatsoever. It's yep. not it's not boring enough that you want to shut it off. It's not exciting enough that it like makes you crazy it's it's a safe show hold on i will argue you could say you could say safe show that's fine but i will argue there is a big difference between something like monk which sort of falls in line with like (laughs) svu where it's a weekly procedural no it doesn't it it kind of does no it doesn't okay so the one nearly as uh you know it's the same whodunit every episode well yeah well, so is SVU, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. But that and, like, Northern Exposure or Wings, where it's just people jawing at each other for, like, half an hour and then nothing happens, it's it's very different. The uh, one that, that did Tony Shalhoub, though. Yeah. It's a Tony Shalhoub connection, yeah. There you go. The one that did make me laugh was when it's the two old guys and one guy's like, my arm's going numb, and the other guy's like, does it smell oh, like different. bananas? Oh, yeah. And it's like, different strokes. <laughs> We're coming up on different strokes. Uh, uh, but right now, though, we get a commercial for uh, a product that I would actually want if I were a parent, the silencer of the lambs. Yeah. And also pets. <laughs> Just straight up slap a muzzle on your kids. Um, but that didn't and- keep Hannibal Lecter from not talking. It just kept him from not biting you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the world we're living in now. Yeah, so I suppose it would probably make it harder for them to scream, at least. Yeah, that's fair. Now uh, we get we cut to meet the Mansons, where Daryl sees that one of the kids is riding his BMX. How the fuck and, is uh, bike? It's young Chuck. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how he knows that. Yeah. I mean, I mean the fact that it's a more modern bike in this. Yeah, that's what setting, I got. That it was kind like, of like that '90s BMX style kind of thing. Yeah, but still, he's like, that is my bike. Not just a bike like mine, that is my bike. Well, you know how, so this happens in the movies a lot, where they'll take, like, a super basic-ass off-the-rack bicycle, and they'll be like, look at how I customized this bike. Yeah. And it's just like, it's got got orange wheels. Good for you, kid. That's how I know it's mine. It's got the... It's got the chime on it. It's got I mean, the horn on it. Goes, well, that's oh, the thing. At least, if you're going to do that, at least, like, throw, you know, like, some uh, thing on the back with, like, a flag that is, you know, he made or something. Yeah, meanwhile, we're conditioned to things in the 80s, like, you know, Pee-wee's bike from Pee-wee's Big Adventure and all those other bikes that actually do legit crazy stuff. So, like, this common-ass BMX, like, does not stand out. But anyway, um, 
So now the uh, we're back at the shack for with you know northern overexposure. Crowley, whose fingers are falling off, he's just like, ah, whatever. I'm gonna step outside. And this wolf does like a cat move. It's on the fucking roof somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I laughed mad hard at this, and, I, and, I, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like this got me. <laughs> oh yeah, just he straight up gets mauled by a wolf. Wait, Eugene Levy getting attacked viciously <laughs> by wolves. It just surprised it me that the wolf was on top of the thing. It was a cartoon. And they they like, didn't hear it get up there either. Yeah, it got me. So now they're freaking. Um, they decide they gotta push the shack because the shack's catching on fire. So they're like, let's just push to the conduit like we should have done ages ago. It's a real and, uh, attack of the killer shrews move. Yeah. Wolves are friggin' coming into shack now because the, one of the walls is burnt down. Roy sort of half-assed swings an axe at one and he's, he's, he's too fat to fit through the conduit hole. So he's got to like help fight them off while his gut melts enough snow so he could get in there. And then, um, you know, he finally comes through and he's, he's jumped to the next channel and it's a cartoon. He's a mouse. He's, sit- he's sitting there, you know, with uh, with Helen, who's also a mouse. Like, and, this uh, made me, like, somewhat, like, nostalgic, because, you mm-hmm. know, Tom and Jerry was, was my shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, was, I spent many hours just watching the same Tom and it, Jerry cartoons. It's <laughs> funny, I hated these cartoons as a kid, just absolutely despised them, because I, w- I would just sit there and go, that's not how that would happen. That's not how that would happen. <laughs> that's stupid. God damn, like, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've only gotten... Like I've gotten better with it through the course of my life, as opposed to worse. Like when I was a kid, I did I would not accept that shit. So like I would have hated this as a kid, but watching it now, I was uh, yeah, it did make me feel all nostalgic. And um, that is that is straight up Chuck Jones stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I guess for, he worked on it for like a year before they even started production or something. Mm. Well, it's also like thinking about it now. That one is not so much a parody of. Um, that kind of cartoon it's more of just like straight up what they were like you know mm-hmm. so i wonder what they could have done to make it more hellish so we gotta talk fat chat for a sec because friggin um Don't roy know. here fat chat's not a game donuts trump his wife he just floats up on his on the scent trail to the donuts like i don't need my wife i got a tray of giant donuts and um relate to that yep and this is where uh, the people who were living at the house deployed their new, uh, you know, security system against mice. This giant robot death cat. And well, yeah, uh, this would happen in, in a Tom and Jerry cartoon, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. But also, yeah, I, I kind of, this is one where I do put it a little on her. Because it's like, mm. how, how many times are you going to get the chance to do this shit? Like, go enjoy those <laughs> giant donuts, right? Yeah. And this friggin' this cat, like, comes in, blasts a warning message that generally amounts to, you're trespassing, I'm going to kill you now. Um, like, Ed 209 at least gave you 15 seconds, yeah. Um, so... See, if if she had watched more cartoons, she would know that to counter the smell of them donuts, all she had to do was, like, was like push her chest out and, 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 and spray some perfume. And, yep. his, and his head would turn, he'd float back to where she was. Like like in the cartoons. That's all she did. Like Pepe Le Pew style. Yeah. Or so. possibly just smack him in the face. Mm-hmm. With a frying pan. And his face <laughs> would look like a frying pan. Indeed. Cause an anvil to fall on him. He could do all kinds of stuff. So, um, Roy's thinking quick on his toes here, though. Because, like, this thing pulls out a revolver. Like a six-shooter that's actually, like, a fucking machine gun. And um, he uses his Taz skills to just spin around, grab um. You know, get out of the donut, grab uh, Helen, and uh, hide in the toaster. Cat's like, fuck that. 
pushed down on the toaster. They go shooting up in the air, all, you know, burning hot. Cat tries to eat them, but now the cat gets burned. And they run off into uh, American Gothic, like into the painting. And this part I laughed at because the cat comes in and like deploys a flamethrower. And so they're hiding behind the couple in the American Gothic painting. Um, so he, like the couple sees the flamethrower. They scream and run away. Uh, the cat shoots the flamethrower at the house behind them. You know, the, the Nables dodge. The house burns down. And the Nables run out of the painting. I just thought it was it was funny. I could see that happening in a in a cartoon. And um, you know now they're hiding in a. Oh no! Now they uh, they get the cat to freaking jump in a bathtub full of water and they throw a hair dryer in there. <laughs> they just straight up murder it. But being a cat, it's got nine lives. Activates life number two. Um, while uh, Helen and Roy are having a talk inside a dollhouse, and this is when um, Daryl's like, "That's those are my parents in there." And goes to get his sister and tries to convince her. She's like, yeah, pff, whatever. I got my friends coming over. So yeah, like he waited for like the cartoon moment to be like, yep. how the fuck? They don't look like them. They might sound like them, but how the fuck are you going to know? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other problem I have with that. It's like, he's immediately like, that's my bike. But he waits and listens as she's like, my name is this and I live here. Yeah. And these are my children. It's like, how much do you need? <laughs> so. Um, now they're, they, uh, the cat comes to the dollhouse, opens fire, they drive the little dollhouse car out, and a cool little car chase ensues, and, um, they get to the conduit, which is one of the mouse holes, Helen gets through, but Roy gets knocked aside, and the cat comes up and fucking rivets a metal plate over the, uh, the door, and, uh, so Roy's like, alright, how do you stop a giant robot cat? I got it. Sends a letter out. And Acme sends in the giant robot dog. Is is uh send army need help? Yep. Yeah. yeah, monsters. And just all hell breaks loose. The house blows up, and everything's destroyed except for this metal plate blocking the house door. I mean the the cat the mouse door, and uh, it falls on Roy, which somehow doesn't kill him. Which makes me wonder: the cartoon in this hellish programming, how do you actually die in it? It, it was gonna the the cat was gonna eat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was going to be the end of them. So either yeah. way, Roy escapes, and now we're they're looking for him on um, some other TV shows. So we this is when we get different strokes. We also see a, a title card for My Three Sons of Bitches, <laughs> and uh, we we stop on Saturday Night Dead on Dwayne's Underworld. And this is actually a pretty pretty decent impression of uh, Wayne and Garth. You know, if they were zombies, they yeah. get all the Wayne and Garth stuff in, which at this time would have been popular, but does date this movie horribly. But, you know, considering this movie is just like time capsule of the nineties. Like I liked it. Yeah, What'd you guys think? Target. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that's the problem with a lot of this movie is like how much, like if you're not aware of everything in the nineties, you'll just be mm-hmm. lost watching this movie. Yep. They make Roy uh, admit that he uh, worships satin. And then they hit him with the the winged monkey cl- uh, cam or the extreme uh, extreme close up cam, which I've always thought that would be funny if that just slammed into someone's face. And sure enough, they just hit him with the camera, and they're like, "Let's get him with a red hot poker in the eye cam." <laughs> and uh, he uses that to burn out of his ropes, and just runs away, opens up the door to their basement, and uh, you know goes to a different channel where it's film noir, Roy. Yeah. When do we get the beer commercial? When does that take place? Uh, that... very, very soon. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, I'm Helen's foaming at the mouth yeah. here. So Helen's <laughs> has been kidnapped somehow in this this film noir movie. And Roy can't figure out how to uh, put his gun holster on, which like it's not hard. You see where your arm has to go. He just puts the gun in his pants, drops it, it goes off. And I do like the touch of his secretary's like, uh, Mr. Nabel, you fired your gun again. And he's like, I know. <laughs> and then we cut to a commercial for the uh, exercisist where we have some people working out, bursting into flames, heads are spinning <laughs> around, we're vomiting. It's a good time. I wish I, they had shown the vomit one yeah. instead of the, the bursting the flames one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I have to say, I, I did kind of get a kick out of her just burning up really quickly mm-hmm. and the body just dropping in the background. Yeah, I do kind of like the, <laughs> the almost silly puppet trauma we got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we get Yogi Beer. <laughs> Yogi Beer. <laughs> You want you want to take this one, Rob? So ahead, it's Rob. it's beer for kids. It's non-alcoholic, but it still makes you act just like your dad. <laughs> now, does he call his mom a bitch? So here's the thing. It looks like his mouth said it. His mouth says bitch. Okay. The audio, <laughs> the audio said babe. The audio said get me another one, babe. But his mouth <laughs> said bitch. Yeah, I think that Did standard oh, practices man. was like, yeah, you're not doing that. No. Oh, <laughs> that was definitely, this was, you know, going to be a grade higher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the first time this happened either, or maybe yeah. not the last time it happened in this movie. But God, I would have la- I would have laughed so hard out of nowhere if it had been like, get me another one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching so, this in the, I couldn't sleep. I was watching this in the middle of the night. That would have been so fucking funny. It's a little... This little mulleted head kid. Oh, yeah, which, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention this before, or, or maybe I did, I don't remember. Uh, this was a PG movie, so yeah, they, they had to take that bitch out. Yeah. <laughs> but they could say sons of bitches, they could say pussy twice, I think, in this movie. <laughs> but it's, but see, it was both about, about cats. Cat, it's fine. But no, well, one time he does call Roy a puss, but we'll get to that. Yeah, again, well, hold I think on, but they, that's... Uh, that too but. that's that whole messed up thing about the you know fcc and what they'll allow and not because like sons of bitches could be referring to uh litters of dogs which sure. are bitches so that would be okay but calling her directly a bitch would not be because mm-hmm. of reasons she is not a female dog they could so, only had one uh, uh, a one bitch maximum or mm-hmm. that too yeah yeah, it's that thing. I, I think I mentioned this to some of the guys uh, off the podcast, but uh, there was something I watched where they had someone from the FCC come on their show and they had a dude like start to strip to see where it was OK or not. And when he took off his shirt, he had fake nipples covering his nipples. And they said, I'm not going to tell you if those are pictures of a man's nipples or a woman's nipples. Is that OK? And the woman got stomped for a bit. <laughs> So what were you watching? Uh, it was it's the Chris Geffard show. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think I sent you an episode of it too, which yeah, it's funny. It's pretty. It's funny. not. Stay tuned. It, no, it's not. Um, so now Roy is back in uh, his uh, the film noir uh, thing where this is when Diane, you know, um, oh that no, no, yeah, I'm skipping ahead. All right, so Diane, the younger uh, daughter of. Um, the Nables is has her cheerleader friends outside. They're about to get lasered. So Daryl's like, I'll break this up. Give him the fucking hose. And um, that's when like so Diane comes in is like, what the hell did you, 
you know, what the hell are you doing? And like Daryl shows her the TV and I see that like mom and dad are part of this uh, film noir. And uh, we see that um, Helen has been kidnapped and taken to um, Club Seidenbaum, where you see Murray, who uh, his wife has been stepped on by Godzilla, is now just living large and he's having a good time in his club. And uh, I'm not entirely sure, but it appears that he is going to try to just make his move on her. And he's like, get Roy out of the picture. And it was sort of looking like. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Yep. I think that might have been part of it. Yeah. So well, either way, what's that? He says, he's like, yo, I hated my wife. Fuck her. I got rid of her. What's yep. up? <laughs> yeah. So Roy punches his way in and like, he's going to. He's confronting Murray when all of a sudden this random guy comes in and he's just like, hey, it's the side bomb. I'm taking over your business and pulls out two Tommy guns. Everyone pulls out guns like this was postal and just like gunfights ensue. And, um, you know, Murray, who was talking about how like, oh, no, it's it's great. Whenever things get too hot, I just go to another channel. Just immediately get shot and is, is done. Yep. So like so much for so that. That's his dumbass fault. Because this scene was funny, because, like, the gunfire starts, everyone jumps, jumps behind couches and shit. This motherfucker jumps onto a couch. Not behind <laughs> it. Onto the couch. And he gets fucking shot like a dumbass. Right yep. in the chest. Um, He's an idiot. So, what you call it? They, uh, so Mr. Uh, Seidenbaum dies. They grab his remote. Roy actually, he's like, hey, honey, I'm gonna be a hero. And he goes, grabs the remote, and actually, like, shoots this dude with the two Tommy guns. Um... And changes the channel. And now they're in the show off with his head about the Marquis de Nabel, um, who has to cross-dress to hide because it's during the French Revolution. And uh, also their remote's destroyed. But they do run into their old buddy Crowley, who's now missing an arm and a leg. And he tells them that all they have to do is lay low for two more hours and they're good to go. They're, they'll have survived. So they just hang out in a tavern, which is a dumb move. But I'd be like, I would hang out like, I'd climb in a well, I know, I guess there weren't dumpsters, but I literally, I just hide in like a filth pile or in something. Gutter. Just go chill in yeah. an alley somewhere. Yeah, just hide from people. Do some yeah. side quests with, with Garrett, Geralt. <laughs> yeah, fucking go out in the woods. I don't know. So, um, Neil's to say, these two soldiers find them and they're like, oh, um, that, that obvious man who's cross-dressing, he is so hot. Let's go hit on him. Definitely with hotter his, than this actual female. With his though. diagonal yep. boobs. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was Mean always funny. Yep. Me meanwhile, um, you know what? Daryl and Diane here decide that they can hack, <laughs> hack hell. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. They're doing their own thing to do that. And uh, you know, meanwhile, the soldiers discover the Marquis de Nabel, and um, you know they're going to send him to be executed. And uh, they're getting him like set up for the guillotine when uh. You know, Daryl goes and steals uh, the side bomb's power and the neighbor's dog is coming at him and he runs away and there's really no stakes to that. All right. All right. Yep. Uh, this dog. Yep. This dog was the cutest fucking shit. Like, <laughs> it, it didn't look scary at it's all. So it's so not. Yeah. It's just at all. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just, someone's pet me. Just pet me. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I mean, hey, he, what's up? He was just sit, sitting next to the kid like, hey, got any head rubs? Yeah, like... <laughs> well, yeah, so... and it's funny because you, you know, it's a Rottweiler, so uh, scary. But uh, 
they're trying to make it scary by making it bark, but it's clearly not like looking at him angry and barking. It's clearly mm. like I'm looking at the my master with the treat off screen telling me to bark. You know what I mean? So um, now you see these two random uh, Frenchmen and this this isn't funny, but it somehow got a chuckle out of me when like that one Frenchman was like, how dare he dress like a woman? And the other one was just like, I do that sometimes. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right, it's fine. It's like, yeah, it's all right. So the kids finally, you know, hijack the the hijack the Hellovision and you know act like they're the voice of God, and they tell them to release Roy. So Roy gets out of the guillotine and uh, or guillotine, I should say, and the timer runs out. The Nables have won. Crowley's celebrating, and um, fucking Spike's freaking out. So uh, legal shows up from Hellovision and they uh, say that Roy technically had a contract, but uh, Helen did not. So Spike's like, I got it. We'll release Roy. Uh, he'll have to go back for her. He's a puss. Um, and he'll uh, just, you know, put Helen in peril and then he'll kill them both. And before, you know, before the big D realizes what's up, they'll be dead. Yeah, like this. This is some bullshit because I'm like, that means you just straight up kidnapped her. She didn't sign nothing. Like, you, yep. you, know, you, <laughs> yep. you, you totally went against all, all your treaties and shit. Yeah. So he fucking, um, Roy leaves. Helen's still there. Uh, Spike shows up with this, like, gigantic ass cloak that's, like, taken up the whole friggin' uh, guillotine. And um, he kidnaps Helen, pushes fucking Crowley off the edge of the stage. And, um, Brings her over to uh, to like the train tracks in a western, and ties her to a cart full of dynamite. Then he uh, he goes on to you know the news program and he just talks a bunch of shit about Roy. And another fat chat um, shout out to Roy though, because he's like, I'm going back after mom. He's like, I got the remote now. Good. Tells Daryl, have the donuts ready when I get back. <laughs> um. So Roy goes in, enters the Old West, and he's got a showdown with Spike, who Spike, you know, shoots him, but shoots him in the remote, which I thought would disable the remote, but I don't know. They have a fucking, like, row over it. They're rolling around for a while. Remote gets hit, and we're on Star Trek The Next Generation. And uh, now we, we learn. Show. Yep. Good good show. Spike good, hails. Um, good bald cap on, on John Ritter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Spike hails the Enterprise and basically explains that he's tied to um, Roy's remote. So wherever Roy goes, he goes. And he's like, enjoy the attack. Set phasers to torture. And um, I guess all of the crew of the uh, bridge is going to fire their phasers at John Ritter. Um, when he gets the remote, hits the button, and now he's part of the crash test dummies. Uh, again, before he crashes into the wall, hits the button. Now we're playing hockey with the remote. Um, you know, we, we get the remote, we switch again. Now we're at driving over Miss Daisy. <laughs> that made laugh. And anything where, where you watch Jeffrey Jones just run over an old lady's it's gold. I but did not enjoy this old lady too. Yeah, I did not enjoy oh, yeah. Jeffrey Jones's uh, goblin grin he had on his face. <laughs> I, I, he I was really proud of his work. Cause, cause I was like, I was like, oh, I hope, hope it's a black dude that run, runs it over. Then I was like, it be blackface. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones in blackface. Mm -hmm. So now, um, you know, he changes channel again, and it's the mandatory Three's Company joke. You know, that that and, made me laugh too. Mm -hmm. That's John what Ritter sold this movie. Mm -hmm. Freaks out, changes channel. I do remember that from the trailer. Mm. Yeah. That's the only part of this I remember from the like the trailer. 
The only mm. part of this movie I remember mm. is that. Now we got a like a musketeer esque sword fight, but poor uh, Roy doesn't have a sword, and um, you know Jeffrey so Jones, Jeffrey Jones has a great wig in this. Oh, and he like fucking indigo montoya's this guy where he like stabs him in the arms and stuff and then the kids like fucking throw a sword at the satellite dish the sword just comes down from heaven right into john ritter's hand and they have themselves a sword fight and then they fight over the remote um and you know i i could have sworn i remembered jeffrey jones dying in a medieval-esque like way so i thought this was the last scene and you know this would be the big climactic showdown but nope, we go to a salt and pepper video. Mm. Oh God. A full, a four minutes. <laughs> yeah, so long. Yeah. When this started, yep. I just, you guys can't like people listen can't can't see it, but I put I cut my my mouth like oh no, and <laughs> I, I didn't laugh. I just stood there stunned for like a, until <laughs> this motherfucker shows up in the yellow in the yellow outfit. <laughs> yep. I it. I it. I it was done for me. <laughs> he was just just a straight up prince outfit. Yeah, it did look like it prince. It did kind of look like prince. And yeah. Jeffrey Jones, yeah, I have the same note, prince. And Jeffrey Jones is on the turntables like mm-hmm. What happened yeah. to Spinderella? She's in it. She is? Okay. Yeah. Yep. There was also like... at this at this point that I was praying to God that there wasn't going to be any blackface. <laughs> I yeah. Jeffrey Jones I, will do a lot of stuff, but he won't well, do blackface. <laughs> well, I, to well, be fair, he was kind of close with that uh, the wharf style character he was playing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, but he's a Klingon, so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's fine if you're he, a Klingon. Yeah. He was like a first generation Klingon, so and that was just you know anything goes sashes. with those. Yeah. So, um, now. I forgot that like Salt and Pepper when they first came out were way more modest because um, I remember them from like the like few years after this when they came back for like their second wave when they were like just short shorts and tank tops and they were like yeah. really hot like so I was I didn't recognize I didn't even recognize Spinderella because I don't know they all sort of blended with the dancers to me mm. but um they're dancing on HTV. Uh, I do like the random part where the dude gets the remote and mutes the video. Hmm. Yeah, that, and ha- then... that had me worried for a second. Because I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Did I, <laughs> yeah. did I like, lay on the remote? And speaking yeah. of, I, I think it is Spinderella that comes to unmute it. Mm. Okay. So then... So it's, um... it's, it's weird, because, like, in that video, like, they're all in all the different outfits. Yep. So when they're in... I think the only one who has their, their own outfit section is... is, uh, is um. Uh, uh, Salt has their own within the white. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spin and, and, and Pepper are not not in that, but all the other ones, the, all three are in all the other other outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's weird too because they're like they they have to dance grab at the remote. So I don't know if like that's just forced on them by the the music or whatever, or they're trying to blend in. Because I would have just ran over to the person that had the remote and fucking knocked him to the ground. <laughs> real. Taking it. Uh, so the fate of uh, Roy and Helen Nable and Spike is decided when Salt and Peppa, they, instead of giving the remote to Spike, they hand it to Roy, who cancels him. And uh, so he, Roy goes back to save Helen. And oh, like, the what's uh, that? I just take a moment to, you know... Thank John Ritter for canceling Jeffrey Jones just a few years before <laughs> yes. everyone else caught up. <laughs> so, um, the little gremlin-esque looking guy that's been in the Hello Vision Command Center, uh, he's like, turn off all the escape frequencies, we'll trap him in here and blow him the fuck up. 
and uh, you know they uh, they remember they realize that to get out, all you have to do is just turn it off. Which mm-hmm. okay, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that get that gets them back out of the dish. Um, right as the uh, the the train crashes into the car to dynamite, makes a pretty cool explosion, and you get an early '90s you know, morph effect of a uh, dish, like the satellite dish, turning into a puddle after after it sucks the dog. Yeah, after it sucks the dog up. Poor dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. it's never coming out. Like it's just wanted it's cuddles, dog. man. That is one dog that did not yeah. go to heaven. Well, oh. maybe, maybe he'll get to be a hellhound. Maybe, you know. Maybe it'll meet Cerberus. Yeah, it could hang out with Cerberus. So now it cuts to friggin' um, Spike is hanging on a chandelier, you know, calling for help. And Crowley shows up in a suit of plate mail, hops off his little plinth and like, you know, the arms and legs fall off the plate mail. And he hops over, takes an axe to the line that holds up the chandelier. And I guess that kills Spike. No, the dog got him. Yeah, the dog. Oh, yeah. yeah, knocks him to the dog, and then the dog yeah. got him. All right, so um, dog licked him to death. Yep, basically. <laughs> now we we cut to uh, you know, the present day, and friggin' Daryl's talking about how things are cool now, and Roy's running a fencing academy. Yeah, and that. yep, and that Pierce the intern is now suddenly in charge of the whole fucking thing somehow. Sure, yeah, it was weird. Why not? Yeah. And uh, the chair. Yep. The movie's over. Pretty much. And uh we call it. Like we just uh during the credits we get a preview of Hello Vision's fall lineup. So you got Which is kinda lame, honestly. What what these all the ideas that just didn't make it into the actual movie. Oh yeah. 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 Lots of puns. Um so we got we got Beverly Hills nine oh six six six. That's just fucking lazy. I love Lucifer. That's Golden Ghouls. Murder she likes. Ugh, that's terrible. Uh, that sounds like a pot, a shitty podcast. <laughs> Facts of life support the Fresh Prince of Darkness. Unmarried with children, which is yeah, like that's just that's, that's TV. That's just, now. That just happens all the time. Well, and I guess bitch. I guess hell yeah. is being a single mother. Is that yeah. what we're saying? And David Dukes of Hazard, which yeah, is probably is the best one. <laughs> what is that? Hmm? David Duke I mean, is that would be a KKK. Yeah, a Klansman driving around in the General Lee. Oh, oh wait, you do a, a, David I... Dukes ran for president at one point. So or here's this. here's the thing. I thought they mm-hmm. meant David Dukes the actor. Who's that? <laughs> he was Duke? Just an, no, he was just an actor. He, he like died. Oh. He was in Stephen King's Rose Red, and he, he died halfway through filming or something. I, I'd love oh. to see bill duke in a room with david dukes just two oh, men yeah. like a like a thunderdome kind of situation <laughs> oh hell yeah. yeah just like uh they, that would be they pretty ended awesome. up at the their names got messed up and they ended up in the wrong you know like family reunion or something and <laughs> bill duke's, duke's family just beats duke's the hell out of david reunion. duke oh my god oh, that would be fantastic mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> All right, and that's that's it. That's stayed two. There you go. Would you have have any any new new uh, TV shows for if you if you had made this, this today? What would you what would you Ooh, say? That's a good one. I mean, a lot of TV shows today would be are more risque than what would be on television in '92. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there and... there's one today just called Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like yeah. half the shows I'm thinking of that I watch now are like shows that would just fit in there, like you know, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Lucifer, uh, how what the how to, haunting on the hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking how I how I killed your mother. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? There, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Like, for me, it, it'd be it'd be uh, Gordon Ramsay's in Hell's Kitchen. It's just they eat Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Seinfeld's List. The big, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big gangbang theory. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a porn. That, 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 that's yeah. Community service. You could have fiends instead of friends. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharks and wreck. Or sharts and wreck. Sharks and wreck. <laughs> the show Shark Tank, but it's just people with shitty ideas yep. getting thrown in a shark tank. <laughs> shark tank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, so, what does Rotten Tomatoes have to say about this film, Tony? Yeah, uh, so, on RottenTomatoes.com, critics gave this a score of 47%. Audience gave this a score of 55%. That's their thoughts and opinions. What about you and yours, Rob? Um, this it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining enough. I mean... I didn't I didn't hate watching it and at no point did I have to check the time to say like is this almost mm-hmm. over yet? So I'll give it a pass based just on that. It's like it's barely scraping by that recommends. Okay. Uh Will. Yeah, so uh first and foremost I just wanna say it's I think it was really important that America saw this movie stay tuned because it um taught the important lesson that we should not depend so much on our electronic devices. <laughs> and America Yeah, we really you know, learned America that. really took that to heart over the next yeah. twenty, thirty years. Um but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I'm with Rob, I give it a, a pass. It was definitely entertaining. Um it, it moved really quickly, like you weren't stuck on one channel for too long you know it was definitely um i could have seen a worse version of this where they only did two or three different channels or something like that and tried to make it a bit too um in depth on any one channel but uh yeah definitely a a pass and a light recommend maybe like a just a solid c um uh yeah i had a i had a pretty enjoyable time and it'd be kind of funny if um I saw on Wikipedia that there might be like a TV show remake of this happening, so it'd be kind of interesting to see how that goes. Mm. Mm. A TV show remake would be kind of interesting, only that like the opening and closing credits could be different every single episode to match whatever TV show they just right. do. Yeah, that I would be kind of interesting, like like, a, like um um Quantum Leap. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so it'd be like a different a different TV show each episode kind of a thing. Yeah. But and, then and I like, think that's also kind of what the WandaVision show is going to be, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So we'll, we'll see how that. that goes, and then uh, we'll decide. All right, Joe. I'm going to lightly recommend it. I, I would grade it more kind of in the, the D category. I could see it, like, I could see certain people really enjoying this movie. And the, the 90s nostalgia is pretty cool. Um, But the 90s nostalgia is also a problem that I could see other people, like, really not liking and the, the movie being severely dated um that being said i mean i think it's a pretty good idea that was executed pretty well could have been a little funnier you know could have had a little less jeffrey jones maybe maybe someone else but overall (laughs) though like like everyone said it goes by quick it's it's harmless there's nothing in there where you're just like i can't believe they did that um and like you see john ritter in some goofy costumes Overall, it's a it's a pretty good time, but I can I would not be mad at somebody if they didn't like this because the movie certainly has faults. Brian, so this movie's fine. Like, um, I I'm I'm wondering why it got such a like a, a low low score. Like, it's it's because the score it got is like should be a movie that's like just 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 bad. 
Um, but I mean, like it's 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 harmless. There were some moments where I actually had a real a legit laugh at him. Um, maybe it's because I, I kind of grew up in in with TV, so like those the references I got pretty you know pretty good. But uh, but yeah, it was it was fine. I'd say watch it. Like it, it's harm, harmless, especially so if you have on on the background, you look up just in time to see something that's kind of funny for a second or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, I dig I, it. I, I would say we're also kind of the key demo for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch this, like you know, with people that are like 20 years younger than us, um, I bet they, they wouldn't enjoy this at all. Or people who aren't like never watch TV or aren't in, or aren't into like pop culture at all. Like this yeah. is just not, it's just going to go over their head. Like every single aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know John Ritter was in three's company, that one mm-hmm. scene, he would be like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. You've pushed me over into a light recommend. Because uh, this movie is more the D category. It's a, set, a solid meh, uh, where it's not really offensive. Uh, it doesn't drag too much, except for those opening credits. Those were a little tough yeah. to sit through. Um, but, you know, John Ritter's really good, Like so it's nice to see him doing things. Uh, but the rest of the movie, it's it's a, uh, a fairly good Outer Limits episode with a handful of leftover SNL sketches just thrown in. And it definitely needed some work to improve on some of that or shorten it or whatever, but it worked out fine. So, yeah, it's not something I think people really need to see, but, like, if, you want, if you're interested, you know, check it out. You'll be fine. And I guess this is the right season for it, so it's kind of scary-ish. So, I, I forgot, like, who, what, is this a Will, a Will movie? A yeah, William this movie? is. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is the so, final... The in final the chapter in the William Chronicles. Yeah. So what would everybody say that their favorite William movie chronicle was? I know we had quite a few in between, so it might be might be a little hard to uh, to remember them all. Yeah, Mine was, was this one for sure. It was this one, Mom and Dad Save, Save the World, um, Mr. Nanny. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Nanny, and then the Wolf Suburban the Commando, Suburban and Command- then and the Goon. Goon. Oh, so we're coming to Goon. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, it'd be, be, be between uh, this one and and uh, and Goon. Okay. Probably this one because I, I got I got better laughs out of this one, even though like I don't know, I don't know. It's it's those between those two, but but for like different reasons. Okay. There's just a cat eating uh, a fern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm kind of with Brian on that. Um, okay. You know, somewhere around like this, Mom and Dad so save the, the universe and Goon. Like. So the general consensus is, huh. Well, no, I, yeah. <laughs> right, I would say, all right, uh, Mom and Dad Save the World would be number one. This is number two by like a small margin. Oh, uh, fairly good sized gap, then The Goon. Very large <laughs> gap, then um, Suburban Commando, and then a pretty good sized gap, and then finally, bottom of the barrel is Mr. Nanny. Okay. Yeah, let's let's not forget. I mean, I could be wrong here, and I'm sure we'll hear from him if I am. But <laughs> I don't think we'll pick these because they're top-notch movies. No, no. he wanted us so, to squirm under them. Yeah, it's it's dumb movies from uh, you know from the you know the 90s and the 80s, whatever and such, and that's you know he thought would probably be fun to hear us talk about. So they think, are good for that, but watching, eh. For, for, for the most part, I I think he hit the 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 podcast groove with them. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they kind of they kind of fit for you know for for us. So you know they're, they're you know good enough choices. You know they they yeah. were fun to complain about. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, speaking of fun to complain about, I'm gonna read some emails. 
Oh. <laughs> and, uh, the old will bag? Because I love you, I'm going to read them for you. Oh, cool. thanks. There's there's three, and I don't think any of them are particularly long. So let's. Uh, let's are let's they cut. all from Will? They are all from William. Mm-hmm. So let's. The only person this, that writes this us. Being, yeah, this is being. Yeah, <laughs> well. Sharon occasionally does. Yeah, we got another. We got another email today as well. But uh, this is, let's let's do some catching up. Yeah. <clears throat> This one is Return of the Living Dead Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love this idea for a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun idea. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's just giving his thoughts, I guess, on these on these mo- movies. Which, that we by watched. the way, by the way, Brian, yeah. that's what I want for this cha- uh, for this you know channel, whatever the video network from hell. I want Return of the Living Dead Warriors. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Strange wool. <laughs> yeah, well, like one of the gangs could be like it's the undead. Uh, that, I guess that's the warriors. Then you could have like a gang of like werewolves or something. And oh, like Monster Squad. Yeah. Mm. All right, boys. Let's focus. Let's get up. this email going. Sorry. Hey guys. I'm Hi, still, William. I'm still mostly teleworking. So I'm slowly getting through my backlog of episodes, but I'm getting there. Sadly, to catch up, I've started listening in a car and other locations. I can't take notes to send your reactions to your podcast. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Memories. Oh, hey, I have fond memories of this movie. Seeing it at my aunt's house after she rented it or it came on TV is what I would say. But actually, this is a movie I keep mixing up with the other 80s zombie movie, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, which my aunt rented multiple times for me and my sister to watch when I was 8-ish. Uh, says, keep an eye out for my Halloween 2020 sponsorship. You're too late, William. <laughs> uh, I've seen this movie once or twice, but I couldn't tell you where or when. Uh, da, ba, ba, da, ba, da, There's da, always 2021, though. <clears throat> then he's got memories of the Warriors. He says, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. I've heard of it. I've looked up YouTube clips of it. I may have seen something on TV growing up, but I have no recollection of seeing this movie at all. Excellent episode. This is a movie I've been meaning to see for a while, and you've succeeded in making me want to watch it more. Good. Well. Okay, so that's that's nice. that whole email, mm-hmm. guys. All right. Okay. So, so thank you for that. Nice this to one hear is, from you. Yeah. This one is called Why Hulk Hogan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it says, I just noticed. It's just a general idea, or yeah, yeah. the concept of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Why, Lisa? Why? Why? I agree. <laughs> Uh, I just noticed you released Mom and Dad Save the World. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm on the thing, but I'm looking forward to it. In my head, I can already hear Joe bemoaning my picks when he heard them. To be fair, I can hear all of you guys wondering why I hate you so much and voting whether to let me continue sponsoring episodes. Yep. Uh, Fair enough. You probably should ban me, just saying. (laughs) We'll think about it. But why, oh, why did I have to pick Suburban Commando Mr. Nanny? For me, it was a nostalgic thing. My mom, my sister, and I lived in Minnesota until I was four and my sister turned one. In my email, but onward, I told you my dad wasn't around much. I'm not sure how it started. I should probably ask, but it was a joke between my mom and my aunt that Hulk Hogan was my dad and Conan was my sister's. I, I would easily tan a golden color and my mullet was a straw blonde. My sister had long brown hair and has a Mediterranean skin tone. So Hulk Hogan wait, and Conan Yeah, yeah. Wayne, you actually had a mullet? Hell yeah, he did. lead there, Rob. All right. <laughs> Pix- Pixar didn't happen, William. Um, also, does... Wait, 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 wait. A red-headed mullet? No, a Hulk straw. Hogan kind of mullet. Strawberry blonde. Huh? And bald on the top. Well, not strawberry, <laughs> just straw. Like straw. Oh, I mean, strawberry, <laughs> okay. sorry, sorry. sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, also, does does Conan does Arnold Schwarzenegger have a Mediterranean skin tone? Uh, he's tan. Sure. He's always well oiled up well, to appear tan. Olive oiled up. So you calling Conan? He did. So you're calling us all grease balls, eh, William? Mm. I will uh, say Conan. He did. I all remember. Right, hey. I remember being into wrestling until I was seven-ish. But for whatever reason, I stopped paying attention until I got back into it when I was 10. As a guest, cartoons took over and wrestling may have moved away from over-the-air stations on the weekend and to cable channels. Whatever the reason, I was still a Hulkamaniac. Shortly after moving to L.A., I even got to see Hulk Hogan wrestle at the Great Western Forum out in Englewood. This is when I was 4 or 5, so I only have vague memories of the concourse and seeing the ring from wherever we were. But Hulk Hogan was my wrestling chap. Not being aware how wrestling worked, I couldn't conceive of him being a bad guy. Any when I got older and knew wrestling was fake, that it was all a story, it still hurt immensely when he became the villain as Hollywood Hulk Hogan in 96. And the real villain in the... Like <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until that point, though, he was still Hulk Hogan wrestling champ. He might have been beaten and not held the title, but he was the good guy who never gave up and was only ever beaten by trickery and cheating and a video camera. <laughs> so, I watched mm. him, so I watched him in Suburban Commando, Mr. Nanny, Gremlins 2... Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yes. And his that's... TV show Thunder in Paradise. Wow. And, and despite what a despicable real life person I now know he is, there's still that five year old in me who cannot conceive of Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. being a bad guy. Okay. And that's why Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny were sponsored. Never put too much stock in your heroes. Uh, this one's called Creeps in the Night. <clears throat> hey guys, and happy this is August. Also about Hulk Hogan. Yes. Happy Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Why I chose Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One, okay. one night he came to my house trying to sell us a TV and steal me away. So Sorry, what, what? what William is saying. Happy August, already half over, holy cow. But I'm only a month behind now. So, we're, sorry. We're not too far behind now. I've never seen this movie, but I remember seeing Night of the Creeps cassette case every time I went into Blockbuster. It was probably in the comedy section, as it never went to the horror section. I think it was Joe who said that horror movies were never really his thing. While I've come to appreciate them a little, I definitely fall into the same camp. That was probably me that said that, but you don't know who I am talking. Um, is, it, is it Rob? Is it Tony? Who knows? Is it Scooter? Skeeter? Is it Scooter? Uh, <clears throat> this is Will's request now at the end of, uh, I guess, Night of the Creeps? Uh, you asked at the end of, do we recommend this segment? Will asked for zombie movie recommendations. Um, so William says, if you want comedy, I'd recommend to try out Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I've only seen it once, and aside from the ending, I remember thinking it was pretty decent for a zombie comedy. If you're a significant, com. yeah, uh, if you're a significant other or yourself wants a romantic movie, and you'll throw up if you have to watch another Hallmark movie, I cannot re- recommend Warm Bodies enough. It's a little bit Stockholm Syndrome, but it's actually entertaining with a solid what passes for solid these days thanks to certain movies, Cough Twilight, Cough Love Story. Yeah, yeah that, I, that was I, better I, than I thought. I have been wanting to see that one. Okay. If you want BS zombies in an action thriller type movie, I'd recommend World War Z. For suspense, mm-hmm. I Am Legend with the alternate ending is an all right zombie movie. It's a plague changing people, so there's a, therefore it's zombies, but they can't stand the light and are redacted for spoilers. Uh, yeah. I'm glad yeah, he it. added I've the, seen that. the alternate ending. Yeah. If you want dance craze zombies, I'd recommend the 15 minute Michael Jackson short thriller. <laughs> okay, I would also recommend thriller to be yeah. better. I mean, sure. Who, who doesn't like thriller? 
I I and what under five minutes? Maybe I legit honestly think Thriller is probably the best pop song ever ever made. Dude made Thriller. Thriller. Yeah, it's not a movie, but if you're okay with anime, um, with in all honesty, too much fan service, I definitely recommend High School of the Dead. It follows a group of high school students over the first week of the start of a zombie apocalypse. First escaping their school, then trying to find safety and their families. If the zombie apocalypse did occur, I could see the fall society happening as described in the show. People assuming it's a drugged out person and the government is lying. I will check that out, William. Thank you. Yeah. Water and uh, I had heard some questionable things about that, but I will I'll check it out. Yeah, nukes eventually being employed. Uh, I'm almost exclusively watching subtitles, so I'm not sure if the English dub version is any good. If that's a concern, uh, then he goes. I like subs too. Yeah. Oh, fan service. If you're not familiar, is the term generally used to refer to any semi-sexual content in anime? That is not my understanding yeah, of the term. Not fans me service. either. Oh, well, yeah. Well, in, in anime, it's it's the it's the it's the Big boobs for no for no reason, oh, all, yeah. all that kind of shit. Oh. Like mm. it's that. When oh. you get fan service, it means you're throwing in like a. We know you want to see her butt or something. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Okay. In, in, <clears throat> in anime, that that's what it is. In right. anime. Well, that kind of counts for other things too. But mm-hmm. uh, if I could also just throw in though, uh, if anyone hasn't seen or heard of Ah Zombies, uh, I for don't. Uh, October, we should have watched that. Uh, well, we maybe. Uh, there's always next year. Uh, I don't, well, the th- problem is I don't remember if it was the, how good it was, but it was, uh, very interesting because it's a zombie movie from the point of view of the zombies. That, okay. Why would anyone care what the point of view of the zombies is? It's a different, different perspective. Yeah, it was just a, a unique idea of, like, how they basically, uh, like, everything seems to be fast, you know, seems to be fast forward to them because they're moving so slow and yeah. things like that. Like, so um, yeah, if we're recommending zombie movies also, I would recommend it's it starts as a horror movie, turns into a comedy. But one cut of the dead also features a 40 minute long one take shot that gets done twice in the film. Um Second time, it's not all in one take, but it's it's really it starts out as a bad horror movie and then turns into an awesome comedy. So uh, then he's talking about Godzilla, uh, Mm -hmm. Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, This is the last email that we have from him says, hello, once again. Well, hold on on, real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, William, have you seen Dead Heat? That was the Joe Piscopo zombie. movie. Oh, Jesus. I forgot about Dead Heat. (laughs) <laughs> all That's right this long. I, i'm wearing a w- dinosaur onesie and i have to poop let's hurry this along all right <laughs> hello once again memories and reactions of godzilla's revenge like brian i saw this multiple times on tv or at least pieces of it multiple times it was on late night tv and the occasional showing up on upn kcop if nbc's macy's and ktla's target then upn kpc would be kmart if not a knockoff 99 cent store on the weekend, I remember thinking the story made no sense and the ending was completely stupid. The only reason I saw it several times is that I would fall asleep before the end during late night showings and I would end up turning the channel away from the movie due to boredom when it was on UPC or I'd convince myself I must be remembering the movie wrong. Surely there was some ending that made sense. Oh, how wrong I was. Menia's uh, <laughs> description. Uh, LOL, excellent descriptions of Menia. I wish I could draw it all to fulfill Brian's request of drawings based on your descriptions. LOL Joe, I was literally discussing the Jesus restoration not even an hour before listening to this episode. <laughs> and then he talks about the bully, and he said, As I said, I can't draw and I can't Photoshop, but my paint game, while lacking, was good enough for Will's description of Godzilla as one of those meth-head billboards from North Carolina. Enjoy. <laughs> Does this mean good. I did 
did your first fan art. So I put I put the picture that he sent in the chat. Oh, oh, he made oh, that. that. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I wonder what nice. that was. Let me. That's yeah. well done. So that is pretty uh, awesome. Extreme meth makeover. <laughs> so we'll have well to, done, uh, William. So I'm gonna make Brian toss that up on the website. And uh, yeah, that's that's all of the emails, guys. We're caught up all on right. our emails. Oh, we're caught up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, How about yeah, that? Yeah. How about that? Let's wrap this up. Let's so see. I can poop. I gotta pee. Hi, guys. We wanna thank you so very very much. You're welcome. Let me get my little spiel here, because I still don't remember what I'm supposed to talk about. Joe's going to shoot himself. Are you? He is. Sorry, guys. Make That's it happen, fine. Joe. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, William, we appreciate your emails. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listening. Find our episode archives at www.4ampodcast.podbean.com. You can support us by picking up some merchandise at teespring.com slash 4ampodcast. You can help support the podcast to get access to patrons-only content like our Hubie Halloween episode at patreon.com slash 4ampodcast. You can email us if you want your email read by us or on the air or whatever. Contact us at the4ampodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and that is it. Guys, have a great time. Enjoy yourselves. Joe, go poop, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Deuces. And William, thank you for sponsoring like a bajillion episodes. Yeah, thanks, William. Yeah, thank you, William. Thank you. Thank you, William. Adios. Bye. Bye. Good night, everyone.